Back at it here live in Dallas, Texas. A little chilly, but uh, December and January now here. The holidays are over. The New Year's begun. Living the Good Life Show, bringing it to you with Ryan Kramer of the Sports Gambling Podcast, talking football, soon to be talking playoffs. How you doing, my man? I'm excellent. I mean, maybe it's the powers to be trying to take us down. Uh, maybe they just saw my sweet Giants uh, jacket, and they're like, why Why are you repping those colors week 18 with a game against the Eagles on deck after this season? Because I'm feeling good. Feeling good. It's got some nice pieces. Got a good uh, draft pick coming. So, uh, yeah, feeling good. Before we uh, get further ahead of ourselves here with uh, this week's slates and obviously playoffs around the corner, I want to talk to you. I haven't had you on since uh, before the holidays. Got to ask you right point blank, okay? Did, tech, did Decker report or what? Did he report or what? Yes. Um, look, like the You just watch the replay. You see Jared Goff talking to Decker. You see Decker running over. You know, we, we discussed this on our, our podcast, the Sports Gambling Podcast, but maybe you blame the lineman who decided to randomly, like, come from being a substitute to run at the referee. But this is not the first time Brad Allen and his crew have made some critical errors. So, you know, at the end of the day, I think we've all had this conversation. It feels like the refs have involved themselves a bit too much this year. Um, t- typically, we, we we like to hear those memos of like, let's uh, let's tone down on all the holding calls. Let's tone down all these like frivolous offensive offside, defensive offside calls. Um, but instead, we're we're making critical calls to impact the game. And especially the, the ineligibility type thing. Like someone reported to you and you were so confident it was the wrong person. It, it just doesn't make logical sense. And that's where I struggle. I, I struggle with how you could be so confident where all of the construct and, the, and the, the guardrails that are in place to make this happen were followed. But you, as an individual, took it upon yourself to say, Oh no, I think the wrong guy did it. Like I'm not the idiot, everyone else is the idiot. So I'm going to throw a flag here. I'm going to cost a, a game in a in a league where, you know, millions of dollars is changing hands over this decision. And sure, if you're a Lions fan, you you kind of low key like it. It doesn't really affect where you are in the playoff standings, yeah. and it gives you this little bit of edge now. It gives Dan Campbell another another enemy that he can talk about dragging out to the deep water. Yeah, oh God, it was just, I was watching this the whole time. And, you know, as a Giants fan, you're rooting for the Lions. <laughs> and, and, oh, yeah. And, you know, the balls on this guy to continue to go for it over and over again. You got to love it. And and the fact that it worked, okay, and then just kind of pulled away from him. You know, and, the, and then, he, you know, you watch the press conference after how upset and furious he is. He's worn out. He's drained. You know, he even talked about how he had a conversation before the game. This is what we're going to use if push comes to shove. We will use this play. Like, you know, that's what you do. So, like, I don't get it. I don't know. You know, look it. I, I don't want to be that guy with conspiracy theory, but, I mean, what was it, a five-and-a-half spread? And if they were to make that play six-point difference, I mean, it also, come on. I mean, it, it also made it a lot easier for the Rams and the Lions to beat each other in the first round of the playoffs. You have a little Stafford, Goff, revenge angle. Yeah, man. It, it just, to me, and you, you see this at every level of sports, but 
it's this it, it, it it's like the characteristic of the referee i get it you have to be a certain type of person to want to be a referee in the first part as, as someone who had to volunteer and do it in youth sports it's not a fun thing to have someone yell at you no someone has to make that decision where i i go wrong is like clearly there's an ego happening here because again as a referee you can choose to make calls and you can choose to not make calls and the better choice is usually to let things go let the game breathe Maybe you catch some heat because you let something go, but you're always going to catch more heat when you throw that yellow flag. And so, yeah, I, I hope that the NFL and yeah, we're just, we're seeing behind the curtain. This is Goodell saying, Hey, we want a yeah. circus, right? Why do we still have a chain gang and not lasers? Well, because that's, that brings more drama. And I think in some ways the NFL likes some of it. Also it kind of, you know, uh, drug testing CD lamb after the game was a little <laughs> bit of, well, We'll do this, though, you know, like, you know, a little bit of the NFL putting their hands in the fire a little bit just to kind of let them know that they're still on top of things. That's the way I shows you they didn't watch the game. It shows, it's right. not like CeeDee Lamb had this great his great game was he had a great game yardage wise, but there were some plays in there where it's like, all right, so a guy fell down and you. it's just funny how the yeah. league operates. Right. Because that's another way now they can draw attention to themselves. Okay, these sorry. these quote unquote random drug tests. A uh, couple of things to, to uh, touch on. I mean, look at at the end of the day now, you know, and by the way, there's see, seating that really has to. I mean, there's still there was so much at stake. It wasn't just a matter of, well, I'm in the playoffs, you know, not. Oh, I won the division or this or that. I mean, the facts are, you know, seating is a big deal in the playoffs. And now it changes the entire construct, in my opinion. So now you look at it. So what do we have here? I don't even know if you have it in front of you. I don't want to put you on the spot. But going into week 18, which, you know, week 18, I can't even believe they're playing 18 weeks, but we won't get into that. 18 weeks, what, are, what, are, what what's up for, you know, what's at stake this week? I think there's a few things. Seeding for sure. Yeah, so uh, what's not for stay up up for grabs is the one seeds. Basically, San Francisco, Baltimore have that locked in. Uh, you know, talking about some of those matchups, Baltimore nothing to play for. Yeah, could get a couple weeks off. But what happened last time, Lamar, and had that one seed or that MVP and the one seed? They rested. It was almost a three week layoff. They came out and they got run over by Tennessee. If you remember that from twenty nineteen, so. Um, you know, questions whether they're they're going to play their backups, but how hard are they going to go? Are they treating this like a real week? But that allows the Steelers to potentially grab a win, which is one domino to, A, get in themselves, and B, prevent the Bills from getting in, who still are on the outside looking in. That Sunday night game, Bills-Dolphins, that's for the AFC East. Dolphins are already in, so if they lose, they still make it. Bills, like I mentioned, uh, basically in. But if they lose, there's a scenario where the Bills can be out of the playoffs. Um, yeah. And the other uh, NFC, the win and in stuff is basically the NFC South uh, Bucks win. They win the division. If not, it's going to be the winner of the Saints Falcons game. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, not a ton to play for there either. I mean, you're even hearing the Rams talking about resting starters. Carson Wentz getting the go. They're probably trying to get Puka that rookie receiving record. But it does seem like the Rams are going to rest starters. The Niners are going to rest starters. So the Rams aren't even that concerned about getting the sixth seed over the seventh seed. Maybe because they don't want to face the Lions. Maybe they do want to. If I was McVay, I'd want to face a quarterback you know a little bit about. 
Um, and then kind of the unceremonious teams that, you know, we're going to have the Packers probably in the playoffs or the Seahawks. And, and neither one of those teams has, has been very good this year. So, and on the AFC side, it's like, give me Houston. Give me the Houston Texans. CJ Stroud, what a story. If they can somehow win, see the Jags lose uh, opportunity there. Again, the, the South divisions are kind of the volatile, like one team's going to get in and that's probably it. But yeah, I mean, considering it's it's been a kind of a crazy season, there really isn't a ton to play for for most teams. And the teams that are battling for that last spot, with the exception of the Bills, I don't think anyone truly believes they can go on a run. Um, why did the New York Jets keep Aaron uh, Rodgers on the roster and not send him to the IR, especially when they weren't going to start him and – Although Sally's coming out now saying that he's non-committal on Wilson uh, or Wilson's future, I mean that okay, whatever. Who cares about the future? I mean, we're talking about now. Why? Why is Aaron Rodgers not on the IR? Yeah, interesting move. I mean, maybe because they never were in contention, and so they could play with a roster spot. Maybe because it helps Aaron Rodgers' ratings on his Pat McAfee spot that we have learned he gets paid for. Maybe it's just because Aaron Rodgers likes to be the center of attention. Uh, it doesn't seem like he was ever going to come back. Uh, there, there was talk that maybe he played in the playoffs. I know we cited Cam Akers as a rapid return from the Achilles, but Cam Akers was about 15 to 18 years younger than Aaron Rodgers is right now. So always felt like a bit of a show. And, and honestly, th- this version of Aaron Rodgers that we're starting to learn about it makes me want to learn so much more about how effective the Green Bay Packers are at keeping things in-house because I don't think you wake up and become uh, like this overnight. So I think I think the new version of Aaron Rodgers is a lot about this kind of personality he's building. And so the, the, the hero, as we jokingly call him on our show, the hero is always going to attempt to make a heroic comeback. You know, uh, it was kind of sad to see Bradley Chubb's season end. And, you know, especially at a time in the game where really things didn't matter at that point. Um, That's going to have a major effect, don't you think, on the Miami Dolphins' postseason efforts? I mean, it's certainly, like, in general, the defense that everyone was starting to get very excited about. Hey, this is the Vic Fangio defense that he's been trying to build. Jalen Ramsey's back. The pass rush is working. You've got the two cornerbacks. Well, you see Xavier and Howard go down. uh, Jalen Ramsey banged up, as you mentioned. Chubb goes down in a game that they were down 30 points. Not a good look, but, you know, I do think the Dolphins are equipped in, in a strange way to still play competitive ball in the playoffs based on how the Vic Fangio defense forces you to play. Plus, it forces you to kind of slow your attack down, take the easy stuff, and when you're an aggressive attacking defense on the other side, uh, let's have at it. When you look at some of the first potential first-round matchups for the Dolphins, it is interesting because I do think they're potentially going to be playing at home, A, in Miami, and B, um, they might just be able to outscore a team in a shootout, so might might take a round or two before they face someone elite enough to, to for it to matter. But I, I do think it always what what sucks about these injuries is you immediately go after the coaching staff. Like, why were you doing this? Why were you putting these players out there? But then we're gonna have the other side of that conversation very soon because one of the Niners or the Ravens is gonna come out and I think is probably gonna look a little flat when they've taken two weeks off effectively. So 
Rest versus rust, always an interesting debate. Sucks when the guys get hurt. I do think you'll get a little bit of a rally around it early. But, yeah, I think if they make it to the divisional round, that kind of feels like when Miami's uh, balloon will pop. couple questions before we let you go. Um, you know, speaking of Aya the Tiger here, looks like uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, they've lost the eye a little bit here. Um you know, I don't know if that's to be expected or not, but certainly we're, uh, I'm shocked. Um, Cowboys kind of taken over a little bit. I don't. I, I don't know who is the better team right now in the NFC. It, I mean, I, I got to lean 49ers, but I, you know, we all thought the Eagles were there too. Fun, interesting nugget. Uh, you know, you look around the NFC playoffs and you notice that all the quarterbacks at the top are capable of turning the ball over multiple times in a game and destroying their team's chances. You can't put Philly there right now because it seems pretty clear that the coaches that left were meaningful and this team isn't quite the same without them. And frankly, mm-hmm. if Dallas is going to be at home, like they're probably my pick because I, when Brock Purdy looks shaky, Brock Purdy looks shaky. And I know, I know it's going to sound like satire, but in a playoff setting where I need a quarterback to make a play, I kind of look around the conference and I, I don't know if I hate uh, Stafford. He might be the guy I, I would want to rely on the most. And so whether it's Goff, Dak, Purdy, Hurts, they've all kind of looked very vulnerable right now. And, uh, hmm. you know, so by default, yeah, give me the Niners. They'll be at home every week. And I think if, as long as they don't fall behind, things should be okay. But, I, I think the NFC is is much more uh, much more parity there, and I think there's much higher likelihood that a, a wild card goes on a little bit of run. In the in the AFC, I think the class is still good, and even the 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 disappointing Chiefs are still the Chiefs. Wait, you say that, so you wouldn't be shocked if they just get on a run? No, I think anytime you get to the postseason with a coach and a quarterback that have shown they can do it. You shrink the sample size. It's one game. Like they, in a weird way, shrinking the sample size typically would have hurt the Chiefs and teams try to run the ball. You know, make that one game different. Well, now the Chiefs are kind of that team. And if you give me Patrick Mahomes in any sort of situation where it's like, okay, one game, hard for me to look to any anyone else in the conference uh, other than maybe uh, young Joe Flacco. You know, honestly, I, I I can't say anything negative about Patrick Mahomes. I think the problem that he's facing right now is the fact that he just can't get the ball to certain people. Like, I don't know. It doesn't look the same to me. There's something going on. I don't know if he doesn't have enough confidence in his receiving core or what, but it doesn't – maybe, I don't know. Is his offensive line as strong as it used to be? It just seems like he's not the same guy, but I don't think it's him. He still has the talent, obviously. I think they're also playing a different style of ball. I think they're a, they know they have a better defense. They know they can run the ball, and so maybe they're they're intentfully playing these lower scoring games. Now, at some point, you might need it. You might need to put up thirty something. But for right now, hey, they're resting their starters because they got a home game. Yeah, uh, that's a good start. It. Uh, it's hard for me to want to fade them. All right, uh, next week I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you based on who's in the postseason. Who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl? Before the season started, I said uh, Lions and Ravens. So that's still a possibility here. I don't know, but we shall see. Uh, Looking forward to it. It's been very exciting, obviously. Enjoy Vegas. We'll catch you next week, man. Let's go. Mine was (laughs) Ravens-Giants. 
The Giants. First time we really didn't get into uh, the New York Giants today. We'll save it for next week. Thanks, man. All right, cheers. More to come live from Dallas, everyone. Stay tuned. Living the Good Life Show, bringing it to you here. Till your charms are ripe for these arms to surround. You think you've flown before, but baby, you ain't left the ground. Wait till you're locked in my embrace. Wait till I draw you near. 